Welcome to a Delco Nerd Network Rewind Review, where we like to sit down and talk about some of our favorite film franchises of the past. On this series, we are discussing the Indiana Jones franchise. I'm your host, Chris Trio. Joining me always, as always, is the Gooch and Mr. Pat hey. Donovan. Thank you for coming back. This episode, we are discussing, jeez, uh, The Last Crusade. It's, we're here, guys. We're at the third. We're at yes, what we I assume is the peak to a lot of people. I, I feel like this is usually when I hear people talk about Indiana Jones. They're like, well, Last Crusade. It's, it's awesome. What? I'm trying to think. You know, we'll save that for the last one. I was going to say, how would you rank these so far? But I'll yeah, we'll save that on save Crystal Skull. Uh, guys, just basic thoughts. What do you think of this movie? How, how, what do you think? Gooch. You want me to go? Yeah. yeah start us off. I was going to say. Um, I think it's my favorite. Okay. It's definitely back to basics. Like it's funny how departure Temple of Doom is, and this is much more okay. We're going back to that Raiders of the Lost Ark formula. Not and, and it's not that um I think Temple of Doom didn't work or you know it, it didn't seem like its sales or what people say about it necessarily like made it a bad movie. But it's interesting that they go on the third one they go back to like what the original formula was. Uh, and in a way, I think Last Crusade does it better than Raiders. I was much more engaged in the character story in this one than I was Raiders. Um, that makes sense. Uh, and you know, we see some people come back uh, short round. Uh, you know, absent. That's a that's that a is shame. A, that is tough. Big shame. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, was his name? Sala is back, and um, a few other characters. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm like, okay. I like, I, I dig it. And Sean Connery. And now that he's passed, it's even. It's like, uh Yeah, he is. He's even, awesome in this. He really is. He's definitely, I think, one yeah. of the better. Parts. I didn't realize he was as goofy as, um, like I've seen bits and pieces of the movie. First time watching it through, right. but I don't remember like what I've seen of them. Like I don't remember him being that goofy. Really, Junior. Yeah. Yeah, they got us. They got us. Right? Yeah. He blows the back of the <laughs> It's so I thought a really interesting kind of story point of this was that like he really doesn't know what Indies has been up to. Like in the well, like yeah, yeah, he's, he's like he's like Junior. Like when he when he kills the when he kills all the guys, he's like, look at what you did. And he's like, Dad, come on. He's like, but look at what you did. Like, and you and, and and this brings us back to James Bond. Again, yeah. and that now, was now the you funny have, thing. You now have you James have Bond. James Bond in the movie, but but he is a traditional university professor. Yeah, right? he's, he's, just now, he's the, still he still goes. You know, I mean, he still gets around. Of you course, know? yeah, yeah. Um, but he's not yeah. like a yeah. You he's know. not like the adventurer of Indian tombs. They they do have the joke where where um, they're talking about Elsa when they're tied to the chairs together, and he says uh, he yeah. says you know she, I don't remember the exact line, but he, he's into he says she was you know she's of course she was going to betray us. He says how did you know? He says she talks in her sleep. So you, that's that's the James no, Bond. No, that was thing. A... that's the James Bond thing, really. Like, well, yeah. And, and, and I, he, but, but there's then, a few nods to him sleeping with her. That's absolutely one. Yep. beforehand. Yeah. And, yeah. And he's like, and he's like, <laughs> what's going on? Great. Yeah. And then I did lo the the part where she whispers in his ear, and he's like, well, thank you. And then he. And then they like, both answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it, there there are some really good character beats in this movie, and I think that's where it shines the most is that array of characters and bringing Sean Connery in as his dad. And how do you guys feel about the opening scene? Oh, I, 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 I think, I, okay. Are we talking but, about River Phoenix? Yes. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. Like, I think there's a level of charisma involved with Indiana Jones. Okay. The thing sure. that, the thing that really sells the part is the character's 
it, it's almost like Harrison Ford's character acting shines through the most in that kind of a role. I really think I agree. 100%, because yeah. because he's able to use that that natural that it's almost like charm. Yeah, not and charisma. Charisma yeah. and yeah. charm. And River Phoenix had that. He embodied he, it. He yeah. really did. He felt and like it was the same character. He like I. And yeah. he sold it. I completely believed that he was the same person. I don't sure. want to look a whole, you know, a whole lot alike, but it doesn't matter, right? Because and, and I love the origin. You know, he, he falls in and then he's <laughs> and the lion, so, and he gets well, the whips, and you so know, he it cuts was himself, funny. and so he's the scar, and that's yeah. how they did. Like, no, it's oh, all this. Cool like, yeah, there the is snakes, part of me. The look, yeah. I, like I, I had never seen this intro, and I was like, oh shit! I was like, yep. I, I, I didn't realize that like all that. Stuff so came it's from this, yeah, and it's hilarious because I've seen this opening a few times. This is probably the movie I've seen the most, like you, Gucci. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through before this time. And I was like, and going back and watching the first two, and then watching this opening scene, you gain I feel like you gain a much bigger appreciation for, like, oh, they're setting up, yes, his fear of snakes, where he gets mm -hmm. the whip, all this stuff. Like, it's the little things. I'm like, oh, part of me was like, do they need to do this on the nose stuff with it? But at the same time, I was like, no, it works completely. By the yeah, end of the scene, like, I was sold. Like, it's I was like, like this five, is five or six things. It's yeah. not like two things. No, he, yeah. he gets his whole identity in this day, almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he gets the hat, but who does he get the hat from? He doesn't get it from his father. No. He gets it from. A villain, a, mm -hmm. a, 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 like an actual tomb, a mercenary. Yeah, yeah like an, yeah, a, a Tomb Raider. So, you, so, yeah. he, so he's got that sort of combination. He's got the, the, the moral psychology that's been that, embedded in him by his father. Absolutely. But at the same time, he doesn't want to be his father. So he's, he's not going to play by like the rules. rules. Yeah. yeah. Type of villain. So, and, and that's, and you know, we talked about in the first movie is the thing that makes the whole thing so interesting is you've got this vehicle which is very the story is very much good versus evil but you've got these incredibly flawed characters absolutely and this so this is a I don't know. I think it's just a, a masterful explanation or, or explication of on where he, their characters. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and I do, and it, and it does do a good job of setting up his just in that one short scene his relationship with his dad who's mm -hmm. just like junior just relax and then he's like but dad and he's like junior like well he just silences him and he just sits there he get, he and then he right starts there. and then he starts like is he counting in latin or something mm -hmm. like he's and it's yeah. again it's setting up these little character things that are you're like oh this is where it came from gonna save, but it, well they're gonna save his life ex absolutely end, right? and it doesn't and it doesn't feel cheap for some reason mm -hmm. to me it feels like it, it's it's just a natural progression but uh then we cut i i like the cut immediately to the ship it belongs in a museum yeah. like it's it's there are all these classic lines again that just start coming back as you watch this and you're like uh, it just hits for some reason again it's like oh, we're going to die like yeah. i don't know it's just it, it's burned in my brain now but uh i'm trying to think there was a few. I really liked the the Holy Grail line. I don't know, like storyline. I don't mm. know what. Yeah, I, I thought like, it's it's too it's too easy, Grail but line. it's also like the the the, the Holy Grail like storyline of how they're they're searching oh, for the Grail oh, and oh, yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, uh, again, I thought it was funny bringing the Nazis back in again, eh, which I, I think know. no, it, it works. It's no, yeah, absolutely. Go, you know. Yeah, especially in the, with the time period, and honestly, the the Nazis chasing after the Holy Grail, I'm pretty sure it was a real thing. Yeah, like no, they, they were, I mean, he was looking for... I think in the first a... one I mentioned that, yeah, the Nazis were looking for, like, artifacts of power, of, you know, mythology to I mean, Hitler was big into the occult and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, I was going to say, before we get any deeper, do you want to go over the... the Thank you, Gooch. Yeah. I did all, I, it's, we get right into it, and I keep forgetting. All right. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade released originally May 24th, uh, 1989, with a box office of $474.3 million. A description here for you guys, even though we're already kind of into it. In 1938, Indiana Jones sets out to rescue his father after he vanished while searching for the mythical Holy Grail. 
though he is not the only one who is hot on the trail. Watch out, Indy. Anyways, so directed by uh, Steven Spielberg, of course, written by uh, Jeffrey Bohm and George Lucas. George Lucas did the story treatment screenplay by Jeffrey. Uh, and I do have some fun facts for the end that I thought were kind of interesting when we come in. But thank you, Gucci. Yeah, so this me. is 89. It's 89, so, so we, it's like this five is, years after. This is yeah. 10 years after Raiders. Yep. Um, which is interesting. Um, I, I, I didn't think that it actually went for 10 years and then, you no, know. Technically eight, but it was 81 to 89. Oh, I thought the first one was 79. 81. Oh, uh, okay. That's okay. See, I'm yeah. wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong. Come uh, on, yeah, so. <laughs> Roughly ten years, the eighties. Sure, it is, and I then mean, it's it, a decade, and then it and then it drops off, and we get nothing till Crystal Skull. It's it's kind of it's kind of interesting, um, like putting it in actual like perspective, especially at the time period that I didn't live. If you if I would have before doing this, if you would have asked me, I would have been like, oh, it was probably to like the seventies to like the eighties. Like I probably would have said it was like like a literal like release two, dates. Two yeah. took up two decades, but it was only yeah, it was a decade. One. I, you know what? You're you're kind of right. I feel like I would have almost for some reason I, in my mind I know they were like '80s movies, but like I would have thought that there was more space in between the releases. But God, so Harrison Ford must have done shit on the movies are, in the '80s. Are we are we doing spoilers on here? I'm just yeah, curious. absolutely. Yeah, we can go right. in. I yeah, just yeah. want. I, I mean, just want, because it, I think these it's, movies have been out for a while. Yeah, it's true. But I think it's important to note that this is the first movie where you have a female protagonist who is actually a villain. Mm-hmm. Right, Ilsa yeah. turns out to be the villain. In I the like end. I like this female dynamic better than I think I did Marion and um, Willie. She's a great actress. I, mean, really? she, I, I really believe like she is lost for that. <laughs> like she, no, yeah, I mean, it's, it's for, true. For the, like she's she is driven and uh, she's like I'm gonna work with whoever ruthless. I have to. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, and to ruthless. Get it. And you do see these moments of like levity where she's the seeing them, burning. yeah, and she's yeah. like crying and things like that. So she's still human. Absolutely, and they still have that. But but she's also she she represents the other side of that. We go back to the mercenary at the beginning. She's mercenary, but she she she's willing to she's willing to sell her soul in order to accomplish and fulfill her ambitions, whatever they happen to be. Like mm-hmm. and so like entirely self centered. Yeah, I mean. You know, you still have some compassion for her, which makes her an interesting character. But at the same time, at the end, I mean, you know, she goes, she reaches for it, she won't turn back. No, mm-hmm. absolutely, and she, and yeah, she falls into that that trance. She, she's the other yeah. side of Indy's coin, essentially. And, and, and what is and what is uh, the line that brings Indy back to reality? Because he, ha- he he's, he's, like, he's he has he's in danger of having the same fate. He's exactly. reaching for it. He says, "Dad, I can get it. I can get it." And finally, for the first time, he changes. He doesn't call him Junior. What does he call him? And the way he says it, you're like, it's his, it is, yeah, it's like, his dad. Oh. Yeah, like it does. It, it hits really well. Their chemistry yeah, together is amazing. It's awesome. like they feel like a father and son, like or uh, what's the word? A a distanced father and son coming yeah. back together. And I I did like these moments, like where they were interacting, where he's like, Dad, you know, we never had a time to talk. He's like, Well, I'm here, talk. And he's like, Hey, I don't know what to say. He's like, Well, then what are you? What, what's what's wrong? What's yeah, what's the big when deal? When they're on the zeppelin. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. and. There's so many good interactions like that, which I, I I can't give Spielberg enough credit for. That I feel like there's certain things, and we'll talk about it more when we get into Crystal Skull, that I feel like he tries to recreate, mm-hmm. where I, I just don't think are like I'm like oh that's where like mm-hmm. even uh, Elsa's character. Well, I'll talk more about it when we get to it, but I feel like they tried to do that again with Mac in Crystal Skull, and it was this this kind of weird character that didn't make much sense to me. But again, I'll talk about that more yeah, when we get it, to it. It's interesting to see the the father son scenario go from short round in Indy to Indy and his dad to then Indy and his son. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's pretty interesting, and they do it three times, and it's kind of like, okay, I think by Crystal Skull, you're kind of like, 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that but we're not talking about Christmas. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. Like that. Like the action set pieces in this. This is '89, so it's still before the advent. The, the I mean, the widespread advent, advent and proliferation of computer generated imagery sure, yeah. on screen. So, so you still have matte paintings. You still have. I mean, there there are some you know model effects which are not completely convincing. But but I mean, I think that the, it feels cohesive with the first Ab- two installments for that absolutely. very reason. Yeah. It's it's that seamless sort of transition where you you every it feels like it's in the same universe. Yes, it, fe- it, and it makes, feels like they're connected. It feels like this yes. is yes, this is it doesn't. There's no disconnect as you're saying. Yeah, it, you truly feel like these are the same characters. There's no weird differences where you're like, well, that doesn't really line up with the person that I've been seeing these last two movies. And even though Temple of Doom was a pretty big departure, and it is funny yes, like watching is. that like compared to this now, it really does give you that stark contrast of like, man, they did go extra hard. They went pretty dark mm-hmm. and like. To be honest, I kind of like that about Temple of Doom. I, I I ended up liking that movie a lot more than I would have expected. But this, they really did kind of get back more to that. I don't know if it's the right word, but well, like swashbuckling well, adventurer, like lighter, really light, it's light a lighter tone. tone. Yeah, I mean, but still, it's still good versus evil. It's still the and stakes still abs- are really and there's, high. And there are yeah. some dark scenes still. Absolutely, um, he chose poorly. Oh my god! So, <laughs> fun fact: you were talking <laughs> about like that's uh, great. it's amazing. You were talking about the uh, the digital effects. Apparently, this film was the first ever had the first ever completely digital composition shot oh, and really? it was I, that, I didn't know that oh is it that was a guy was? aging yeah oh, uh, okay. at the end so which is uh, interesting i so mean it for, looked it looks pretty good no it looks and i mean it's like obviously it's n- not going to be on today's standards but i think it holds up perfectly like if you mm. like it, it it's still really good and it's just yeah it is that i didn't even poorly. i didn't even know it yeah no it's because i did i assumed pretty, it was like a claymation type something or i thought, other, it, was, like, I thought it was a, a makeup effects and a time yeah exactly i, I mean the first few the, are definitely makeup and then it says know, it's completely stadium. digital really it says this is a it was the this film has the first ever completely oh. digital composition shot how to make a completely digital shot flawless See, uh, well, and they were still using Crusade because we didn't know. Well, they yeah. were still using film back then, weren't they? No, like, how, yeah, 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 so it's like, I don't, even, I don't even under, I don't really like, even comprehend how they can use digital effects on no. like film. Like, Lu- Lucas didn't start using the first film, George Lucas, he actually shot in digital was episode two. And that was two, I, that was, I was working at the, to give you an idea, an age wise, I, I was working at the movie theater when that was released. Wow. So everything up until that point, pretty much everything. Collateral was shot in digital. That was a big deal because that was Michael Mann, and it, you know they got a theatrical release. But that was done for stylistic mm-hmm. reasons. It, it wasn't actually done. Well, it's funny. I feel like people are lazy. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. This is what they are now. I I feel like right when I started working at Regal, like was when like digital seemed to be co- like remember- seemed becoming normal. Like because like because I remember Jim walking me through. And showing Same. me how they would like cut film together and actually like put the strips together, but he's like, we don't really do that anymore. When did you? I'm when trying to. It was my sophomore year, I think. I started so 20. It's 2012. Yeah, 2012. Okay, 2011. Edgemont was the last theater in the Philadelphia market to go completely. Digital, yeah, was, they, yeah. That's what I was when I was there, there. Same thing. When I got walked up in the projector room, uh, like there was, I think. Uh, there was still film laying around, but mm-hmm. like all the movies were digital oh. by then. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: you can watch me thread a thirty-five millimeter projector at Edgemont on YouTube. Really? True story. Interesting. <laughs> well, was that, so True was that story. Tra- is it a training video or no? No, it's I. I it's uh, Tony was in the booth with me, and we yeah. were watching a movie late night, and he was filming me with his phone. Yeah, how putting and, it together? That's so uh, cool. And it's just on YouTube. You can watch me I'll, do that. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna look want. that up. That's True amazing. Story. Um. I'm trying to think. Uh, I really did like the the kind of puzzle solving and stuff going. The one scene where they're in the crypt with all the petroleum, 
I was like, oh, the rats coming back yeah, in. Yeah, like they're yeah. just apparently they had another girl. I can't remember her name that was gonna that they offered that Elsa's part to, and she's like. I'm not doing that rat <laughs> So she's like, ah, so she had so to. So they real? So they, yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. That's what I'm saying. That's, but that's all the, Did you not see that? Like they were, yeah, but like, I'm not thinking about it. Oh uh, yeah, no, that was disgusting. When, I mean, when awesome. he goes rats and then I'm it's just all I'm thinking about it like plot. when I'm watching it, like this is real, but like now that I'm taken out of it, like I, I didn't really think yeah, about they're just, it. Yeah, oh Christ. dude, just walking through that disgusting and like. You gotta, you gotta find somebody who wrangles no, I mean, hordes of rats. And even those, the bugs. got them all. I Probably mean, a rat catcher. So yeah, like uh, they, 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 they have a lot of contacts. They're Hollywood. Yeah. Steven Spielberg just they I probably would somebody, never use real I rats like that. that. A thousand Ooh. rats. Oh, there was a rat yeah. guy back in the day. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Get the rat. We need rat guy. stat on. <laughs> He's like, hey, hey, I got a guy for that. Yeah. Flew, probably flew somebody in. Oh, no, probably, absolutely. I want. I feel like they would never do anything like that anymore. Like they would all be CGI. Yeah, and I think they can do them so convincingly. There's too many laws. Yeah, it's also cheap and easy. Easy to, to like, like make good CGI rats, even yeah. People are just used to it, so there's no, no true. reason to. Well, what again? I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves with Crystal Skull, but there's like there was a time where like they tried to do CGI animals, and you're like, this isn't yeah, we'll good. I feel like it's got for a yeah, long time. I feel like they've kind of gotten to the point where it's pretty convincing. Isn't that but dinosaurs are totally CGI. I think so. Yeah. Well, Disney dinosaur, movie? yes. They're, from the dinosaurs, dinosaur but from 1994. Maybe dinosaur. I don't. I remember when it came out from uh, 1990, basically from 93, when Spielberg first did the CGI uh, with Jurassic Park, and that was a blend. Again, that that was a that was a very convincing blend. At that point, that's when Hollywood decided to just start vomiting this on. I, I'm sure, on like screen. every yeah. So you get movies like Jumanji, and you get I I I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I I detest the original Jumanji. Really, I hate all of those. Really, it's lazy. All of those CG effects. All, all the way I haven't seen it in years. So. From basically from '94, well, well into the 2000s, it was it was just you, you. It was very obvious that the quality of filmmaking had just the bar had gone so far down. Yeah. Because what they had done was they had take they'd taken a, an artist's vision and then they had mass produced it and categorized it. Yeah. And then just hmm. it's funny because I really like Jumanji you know. theory. <laughs> a lot of do, a lot no, of yeah, it's do. funny. Like, yeah, like I guess, and I think part of that honestly is a little bit of nostalgia because I grew up and I, I remember that when I was younger, that movie like terrified me. For some reason, I mean, Jumanji. Well, yeah, I mean, but, but then as I grew up, I was like, oh, I still really love it. Um, but no, that's interesting when you I put just, it that way. Just, no, for sure. I, and I think that that's why I have a problem with sure, it. Sure, sure. Because I was, I was old. You, you could see that transition. Okay, so this is just what we're gonna do now. Yeah, this is how it is. We're not gonna make any real movies now. I mean, I feel, I feel like that's how become with like marvel movies like i'm i'm very critical of marvel cgi because i'm just like if it's shitty like dude you have so much money there's no fucking excuse for this to look bad like, i Sp feel like Spider again Man suit is where i get annoyed when, when but you really think that looks shitty sometimes i think it does i, I think mean just, i guess looks, like i just to me maybe not that it looks shitty but it's clear that it's cgi i mean i feel like it's usually and this is i'm not gonna get in a whole nother tangent this is my only thing on the matter i feel like when it needs to be cgi it's cgi but 90 percent of the time it's been like they usually they use practical when they can unless you're like robert downey jr and he's like i'm not wearing the suit again and, and, so, and, and those definitely got more shiny and i like, can look agree at, with that look but, at one him in that suit, like physically, it, it no, it does. It, it looks good because like you can see it's, it's it's every like there is that that thing where I feel like a lot of movies are starting to get it with the, the there's a, there's a perfect blend of digital and 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 uh, practical effects and when you hit that sweet spot, it's so good and if you can use as little as digital effects as you can, that's even better. But like it's just about using it smartly. I feel like and I feel like 
we'll talk. I can't wait to talk about the CGI and Crystal Skull. But <laughs> I, let's I, talk about Crystal yeah. Skull. <laughs> yeah, like no. action effects, effects sequences. I mean, like these are real. It's a, and it, I love how you you guys mentioned that it goes back to the first movie because they're they're very much practical. I mean, these are these are these are stuntmen jumping his, off of buildings and like. You well, know, you like when his mask, even in the first Iron Man, when his mask clamps down, you feel it. Like you know it's there. Like it's like you're like, oh, it's just there's something great about that. Like seeing it. True, but I was talking about Last Crusade. Oh, I'm but sorry. Uh, <laughs> let's get. Yeah, like, we're yeah, getting back on that. But I guess I was just talking about more like practical stuff in you're, general. No, just yeah, like you, yeah. Yeah, no, it's you can't go wrong. But that the the desert chase scene, it's, it's so good. Like when he's when he's between the wall and he's hanging on the thing. Oh, and it's closing yeah. in. He's like, oh, and just the way he's like, he's like, I'm gonna die. Like that's it. But then it. Even, it's so good. Even when they go over the they go over the cliff and and they're up there and all the actors are selling it like you they really like you I believe I'm like I'm like you're like you know, oh they did um, this and he must be dead right yeah like, <laughs> you know, how many times have I seen the movie yeah and then, and 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 I love how he his like his re-entry. comic his reentry it's he's got so all good. of those beats and he's and the look on his face and he's just it's, like you know wow you know I, I, it's, I mean, it's crazy. what are you looking yeah. at yeah he come the way he looks at him, he's like. And then he like leans over his yeah, dad. Yeah, but it still doesn't say anything right away. Like, yeah, like because he, he doesn't know what they're looking at. Exactly. Like. It's so, it's amazing. He's not in on the joke. Absolutely. And uh, I just, uh, those, the practicality of it all, We I know we keep talking about it. Dude, the, it's the, just. The head getting cut off and it's rolling amazing. down. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, well, that part when he goes over the hill and it's like, I guess it looks like a miniature or something, but it still looks so good. And he's like, ah. <laughs> and he just flops out and then you just see him get crushed by the fucking tank it's too good oh you're talking about when the guy gets crushed by the tank yeah yeah absolutely okay. the, um, the german general yeah but what about the head uh that, that's only in at the, the end well yeah it's, it's i'm sorry it's the the three trials at the end of the movie oh shit he, i'm he, sorry i misunderstood yeah. only, like, only, only a penitent yeah. man will pass yeah. and penitent man kneels and he drops and he, he kneels and rolls so but the the first guy who gets up there and, and, and his head gets sawed off by the two and blades. Just, and There's no blood, back. but it doesn't matter because yeah. there's still a head rolling, rolling down like, yeah. like a bowling ball coming yeah. right down these stairs. This was PG-13 too, right? That's, I think this was yep. the first yep. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Which I thought was interesting to see. Because it's less intense than the previous installment. Yeah, which is yeah. so funny. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it goes. No, yeah. So uh, when, when did they make the PG-13 didn't, the PG-13 rating? I'm trying to remember. It was after 84. I don't know I don't know the first movie that was rated PG-13. That, hmm. I, that's beyond my wisdom. And then, like, we have a different rating. The whole rating system here. I remember I watched this one documentary. That was sort of interesting. There were some parts I was like, uh, I think it was like, this film is not yet rated mm -hmm. I've, I've or something. It. Yep. Yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was pretty interesting. But if you're interested in the rating system in general... Gentlemen, is there anything else I'm trying to think that I'm missing? That that final scene, I guess I would. I mean, they ride out into the sun. It's the last crusade. Yeah. How do you have the last crusade? They ride out into the sunset. How do you end a trilogy? Like they ride one, off two, into three, the they sunset. Ride. It's like the perfect so, so ending. It did it did really feel like this was like the shut the, the book. The book was that yeah. was that the idea of this? Yeah, yeah I think like, it was. Were they really ending it? Like not like, you know. I don't know if they were like, yeah, this is gonna be the last one. I mean it's he seemed pretty yeah. I think Spielberg I mean, I think they probably all were like Oh, we're done for now. But then, like, you know. What did Spielberg do after this? Um, uh, after 80, yeah. 89? Yeah. A, a lot. A lot. I yeah. Mean, he, he no, went, yeah, but, like, like I meant, like, what exactly I don't, I don't, I don't know okay. what, it, 90, 91, 92. I know in 93, he, in 92, he shot two movies. In 93, he won two Academy. He won, I'm sorry, he won Best Picture for Schindler's List the same year Jurassic Park came out. So he won Best Director, Best Picture for Schindler's List in 93. What he did just before then, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's, I... 
I'm trying to pull up his films, but he's got so many. So we're looking at 1990, 1991. So after oh. Last Crusade, he did Hook. Oh, well, I, I, I saw, saw, saw Hook in the Which is funny. Yeah, there's a lot of fun. And then in 93, he that. did. Like so where, where's directing? So directing is which? Okay. So he directed Last Crusade, then he did Hook, then he did Jurassic Park. Yeah, there you go. Schindler's okay. List, then second Jurassic Park. Amis, Amis? Amistad. Amistad. Anthony Hopkins. Then yeah. Saving, Private Ra- who, Saving Private Ryan in 98. She won his second Academy Award for, which did not win Best Picture, by the way. Shakespeare and loved it. Really? It's, yeah, it's like a joke. That's Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Jesus. Weinstein was able to schmooze them, and, he's, and he bought the... He 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 swayed the outcome. Really? Private okay. Ryan did not win Best Picture in 98. That's crazy. That's crazy. I would that is known, crazy. Yeah, that to is this day, you're nuts. like, yeah, that was a big mistake. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's like a joke. I can't, like... Anyway, yeah. Anything else uh, on, uh, um, after AI, and then yeah, then he just goes into the two thousand something, which is Kubrick, by the way. Yeah, that wasn't that his like movie he never finished, and mm-hmm. then he finished it for him. Yeah, I like how they introduce the villain in this, where like he's tasking him to go find um um his name's Donovan. I know. Air <laughs> Donovan. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was funny. Yeah. Air Donovan Jones is getting away. <laughs> I think. Or he says, "I think not, not that Hair Donovan. Yeah. He says, not that Jones. The other Jones. The other That's Jones. Right. Yeah. yeah, Donovan said it. I, I, I. That's funny." That is yeah, I, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, oh, Pat. <laughs> no, <laughs> Pat, yeah. Um, yeah, I like how they introduce the sort of the the plot, like, oh yeah, you gotta you gotta go get the Holy Grail. Oh, by the way, your dad is also the guy who got lost. Yeah, it's a good um, little like, ooh, like a little bit yeah. of intrigue. And then we go back to the scene at the college again. They do that again. They didn't do that in Temple of Doom. Like they did, like again, like that that formula, that schema, that Raiders like kind of not. I mean, not followed. Started. They do again here, very similarly. Um, and then Elsa is like kind of the same thing. They go and they they meet the girl, and then they like the adventure kind of starts. There are some things I would have loved to see with a completely clear like not knowing at all. Because I do I feel like that Elsa switch is probably because they're like they're like oh well where's the doctor I don't know we'll meet him around you somewhere and then Elsa shows he's like oh I'm Doctor I can't remember her last name but and they're like oh yeah mm-hmm. Doctor Schneider and then they're like oh. Hey, like it, it was a, probably a really good like uh, switch, but again, I kind of knew that already because I've seen this in pieces. I I think that um, thematically it's very interesting material. Like they went with Sir Thomas Mallory, you know, uh, La Morte de Arthur, the quest for the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it introduces it. It, it introduces a. Uh, I mean, that's like obviously it's an Anglo-Saxon kind of thing going on there, but but it's an ancient text, you know, and and it's I think it's I'm pretty sure it's a French text actually. Um, Sir Thomas Mallory's French, but. Um, but then you get the, the medieval knight, and he's a very interesting character, and I, you know. So I don't think it's cool. I, I think it's I think it's so cool. It's just, I think it's just, just very cool. The aesthetic and everything is great there, and I think the that's more. I guess the Holy Grail is that more of like a, a Catholic like type of like um, mythology, or is like what is that? Like I don't even know. A like, lot like, of religion. Well, it's, it, the Holy, yeah. I mean, the, the Holy, yeah, the, like the, the story of, Christ, of yeah, yeah. That's what I, I thought. Yeah, yeah, it comes out of like it's in, I, yeah. I feel like the Holy Grail is is something that. Is kind of like beyond just the re- religion. I feel sure. Well, if I'm, that makes any sense, even I'm, though it is religious. I was gonna, I'm trying to remember when uh, the Protestant Reformation was. It probably probably is Catholic. Sure. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not. And, yeah, I'm Hen- sure. Henry the Eighth is who convert, converted England to, to yeah. uh, Protestantism. Interesting. That was so that he could. God, there's so many Catholic deviations and stuff like that. It's, I mean, it's, it's, great. it's, it's ancient. Oh, you know? yeah, and, absolutely. And they're, 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 yeah, Catholicism you know, they're, they're, is I mean, the first version of Christianity, pretty much. Yeah. So it's very interesting stuff anyway. Absolutely. And uh, it's funny the route they go in the next one, and I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, 
I think that about wraps it up. We'll move into and some it, fun facts, yeah, I was and say. then Let's do it. We'll, we'll we'll cap it off. So, this went through a few different treatments. The original title for this film was Indiana Jones and the Monkey King. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, this would have seen Indy go up against a ghost oh, in a the Scottish. Whole, the whole thing was yeah, different. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he would have been in. He would have been in Scotland going up against a ghost in some old manor or something. That was the original idea okay. for the third movie. Not too, not too thrilled about that. Nope. Yeah, I, they. I think they were like mm, probably not a great <laughs> we can idea. Do, let's, we can do yeah, better. we can do we a can little do bit better. better. Yeah, let's get back to the drawing board. And yeah, it's one big thing I kept seeing everywhere was Spielberg really kind of thought of this as like an apology for uh, Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom, because I. It's funny. Yeah, like that makes a lot, a lot of sense. Well, and it's funny because I guess like he must have. They must have really got some backlash for Temple a, he, of Doom. He had a reputation. That's the thing. St- Steven Spielberg had a reputation for terrorizing children. Sure. Um. You know. And and I think that it, when when Temple of Doom came out, it terrorizing was terrorizing kids because the because of his movies. For, yeah, kids going to see his movies and then you know they're just because like, they're rated PG. But I mean, right, they're, they're, they're very scary. Yeah. I mean, they, a, and they yeah. are. Jurassic Park is terrifying. I saw that. I was Jurassic Park when I was a kid. I don't think I ever got scared of it. I uh, did. <laughs> I probably was like seven or eight or nine. Well, you know, it was funny. I'd watch Jurassic Park three and eat a Crunch Bar. Well, there you watching. go. I was going to say I, I watched it in a movie theater opening. Ni- it was Saturday. It was it wasn't opening night. It was the day after. Yeah, it came it's, out. it's Jurassic and Park three that is the Crunch row. Bar, right? Now, it, yeah, they yeah, played so. it. They played it at uh, Regal. No, it wasn't Regal. It was before Regal. They played it at the AMC. Tw- it wasn't AMC. It was they played it at the Plymouth Meeting Twin, is what it was. And Charlie Sands the, Re- the Regal Plymouth meeting. It wasn't. Was it was it? before Regal. Before, it was, there's an AMC Plymouth meeting, but before that was there. That was GCC Bell. There was a there was a twin. It was two theaters and it was and it was two two, two auditoriums and it was in the mall itself. Huh. And the GM of that theater was Charlie Santangelo, who later on would become my boss for Regal. <laughs> he went on. He went on to work in Franklin Mills, and then he got GM of, of Oaks. And I worked as a first assistant under him. But he told me that that was the first movie that had 5.1 sound. They installed hmm. surround sound for that movie. Whoa. And it, so it makes sense. So, so you know, I'm sitting there in the front row. I People hadn't seen a trailer for it. Yet. <laughs> I didn't know Jurassic Park, but I, I didn't even know what it was. That, <laughs> that, oh my God. In the dark yeah, and, like, like the tyrannosaur. Oh like, I was going to say, God. like, the T-Rex roar in that movie is, like, a pretty iconic. It's legit. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I can't even. Oh, my God. So uh, we'll do one more since it's related to the rats. And I thought right, this cool. was. Uh, so this movie apparently helped uh, pioneer the rat insurance game. Rat insurance. The rat-filled subterranean sequence early in the film proved to be a complex problem. The, present- the presence of the rodents costs uh, the film its first choice in the female lead, which was Amanda Redman, uh, as she was too afraid to perform alongside Wait, like, them. I don't know. I thought, I was thinking, when you said Redman, I thought of Redford, and I was like, Robert Redford? What? <laughs> Uh, then uh, the production team had to breed its own gray rats for the scene, thousands of them, in order Jesus to have enough rodent Christ. firepower. Uh, that, that was definitely de- you know disease I mean? free. So, like, basically, they had to do that so they knew they weren't getting like diseased rats. Disease. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> That's final crazy it's a medieval disease. So finally, there was uh, an unprecedented matter of taking out an insurance policy on the unpredictable creatures. After some negotiation, negotiation, the Fireman's Fund Insurance Company did indeed grant Paramount Pictures. The very first and more than likely the last thousand rat insurance policy. The policy would have paid off if the production had lost more than a thousand of its rodents. So what'd they fucking do with them when they finished? Killed them? No, no I probably. Who knows? I don't want to say. Uh, probably not. But, Wait, there's, yeah. but there's like a thousand of them. Yeah, I can yeah. just let them go. I think something to point out though is this is Paramount Pictures that made all three of these movies. I mean, this is a huge complex. 
series, and they, they, I mean, they were legends. They've, they've sort of become a joke today, but once upon a time, back not that long ago, yeah. Paramount Pictures was a very was big, big yeah. deal. Well, now they got they even got a streaming service now, apparently. I love how they, they were just like, Paramount Plus, yeah, we go, don't care. I mean, go like, for it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's doing it. Yeah. So, all right, we'll, we'll finish with a little bit more detail into the digital uh, effects, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up here. So, this, as we said, this was the first thing, uh, mm-hmm. movie to ever have a, a fully composite digital effect. So, apparently... It is considered obviously the first digital effect. Glover was filmed in several separate stages of the speed of the sped up aging process, which were digitally melded together alongside, uh, along with shots of puppet heads for some of the later stages, and translated back to film as in one cohesive take. As one. So, cohesive. so there were practical. So it was practical, but the, it was yeah, they digitally shot, composited yeah. it all together. It seems like it's pretty interesting, but yeah, I think that wraps us up for the Last Crusade. Guys, if you like this, please leave us a review on the podcast app that you are listening on or on YouTube. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Let us know what you think. Um, Yeah, you can find this on YouTube and podcast services, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know. All the good stuff. The good, you know, yeah, all of them. You can can find us wherever. Um, You can follow us at... Delco Nerds on Instagram and Twitter, as well as Facebook. Just search Delco Nerd Network. Um, all this info, info can be found at our website, www.delconernetwork.com. Make sure to join our Discord. And guys, thanks for watching. We hope you stay nerdy. See you next time. Thanks, guys. See yeah. you.